Amen. I'm thankful for what the Lord is doing in this house. I'm thankful for what we felt Sunday, what we felt Monday night. Amen. And then last night in Amity, we had victory. Now here we are again, and I know that the Lord has spoken to me for this church. The Lord spoke to me last night. As a matter of fact, it was in pre-service prayer in Amity, and it was so powerful that I actually thought the Lord was trying to lead me in a different direction for that service. And so I want to help somebody tonight. What's happened over the weekend and Monday night, for many of you, I want you to hear me closely. It's not the first time this has happened. You've, you've experienced victory before. You've, you've experienced spirits of fear and all these things breaking. You, you've experienced that. And somewhere along the way, you've slipped back into whatever you got victory from. Amen. And I don't believe that it was God's will for us to be in perpetual vicious cycles of victory and defeat and victory and defeat and victory and defeat. Amen. He said, you're the head, not the tail. He said, you're going to be above only and, and never beneath. It was not his will that, that you would be above on Sunday and then back down by Tuesday and, and above on Wednesday and back. That, that wasn't God's will for your life. Amen. And so I, I, I want to preach and I want to help somebody tonight. If you have your Bible, 2 Corinthians, the third chapter, I'm so thankful for everybody that's here. I'm especially thankful for my folks from Amity that have made it out to help me preach tonight. Amen. I love you and appreciate you. And, and we're on the home stretch. We're almost back in a routine. Amen. Amen. They told me last night, they said, we're tired of sharing you. And I said, well, I bet you the people at Hot Springs are tired of sharing their pastor too. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, the Bible says, Now the Lord is that Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. John 8 and 32, I've not given them the scripture, I'm just going to read it. The Bible says, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The 36th verse would go on to say, If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Amen. The Son makes you free. If Jesus makes you free, you're free indeed. Amen. Oh, I can't wait to preach the Word of God tonight. I'm going to preach from this title the Lord gave me last night in prayer meeting. I stay free because I stay full. Hallelujah. Come on, lift up your hands. Let's pray right now. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the revelation of who you are. God, I thank you for the revelation that where your spirit is, there is liberty. God, I thank you for the work that you've done. I thank you for the work you did Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday night. I pray, God, now that you would continue what you started. Come on, God is faithful to finish. Finish what he started. Amen. God, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God. I thank you, God. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord right now. Amen. You can be seated. I don't intend to preach very long, but I, I need you to understand this before this night is over. Amen. 
If you want your life to be changed, and I mean perpetually and forever changed, not just changed in a moment and then falling back into a cycle. You see, it, 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 has, become, it has become commonplace to us to say things like, well, this is just who I am and this is just how my family is. And, and the devil's got you convinced that you can get up on Sunday, but you're going to fall before it's all over with. And, and you're not able to sustain. And, and, and this whole consistent living for God stuff, that's for people like Sister Fernald and Sister Moats. And, and they've got it under control. But, but, but you're, just a, you're just an old rotten rag. And, and, and you can't live it like they can live it. Brother Booker had somebody come to him. He told me the story. He said a young man had prayed through in his church. And, and he said, Brother Booker, how long have you been living for God? And I think it was 50 some odd years at that point or 40 something years. And, and this man said, you know, he said, I, I, I just, you're old and, 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 and your days are coming to a close. And, and, and I can understand how you can live for God faithfully and with victory until the end of your life. Because it, it, it may not be but 10 or 20 years. He said, but for me, I've got 50 or 60 years ahead of me. He said, I'm not sure that I can stay faithful to God for that long. And Brother Booker said, son, can you live for God for one minute? The boy looked at him. He said, yes, sir, I can live for God for one minute. He said, live for God one minute at a time until you die. Hey, you, you can have victory and you can have it consistently. Amen. Oh, you need to get this in your spirit tonight. What you felt on Sunday night, the way you felt when you laid down in bed on Monday night and you slept like a baby. Hey, you can keep that. You, you don't have to throw that away. You don't have to let go of that. You don't have to give that back over to the devil. You didn't rent it from Satan and you ain't got to return it to Satan. God gave it to you and you can keep it. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. 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 My desire and. I know it's the desire of your pastor, and I know it's the desire of every great saint of God and, and every precious child of God, is that you would succeed. But we, we're not against you. The pulpit is not against you. The, the, the platform is not against you. The, the first family, it's not against you. We want you to succeed. We want you to experience victory. It, it, it's, not, it's not a joyous thing to us when you stumble and fall. That, that, that's not the way that it is. We want you to be able to live for God faithfully. We want you to experience victory. And, and not just once or twice a year or once or twice a month. We want you to live in victory every single day. Amen. Oh, oh, oh in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And, and, and there's some things. There's some things that we've learned. And. And there's some things that, that we've had to apply to our lives and, and that has allowed us and to, to, to walk in victory and in faithfulness. And, and it's our job to teach these things to you and to convey these things to you. And we want you to receive them. We want you to understand them. We want you to grasp them. And we want you to apply them. Amen. Don't get upset when your pastor is preaching daily prayer. He's not doing it because he wants to control your day. He's doing it because he's figured out if you're going to have perpetual victory, you got to stay full of the Holy Ghost. And the only way to stay full of the Spirit of God is to commune with the Spirit of God in the house of prayer. Amen. 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 We want you to be free. Not, 
not just, not just from, from possessive spirits. Not, not like we don't, you know, we don't want you to come in and, and, and you know, have to, have to be free from a devil. Or, we, we want you to be free from oppressive spirits. Amen. And I, I mean perpetually free. Not, not, just, not just you get a feel good on church night and you come dragging back in on Sunday morning hoping that you can get that same feel good. I'm, I'm talking about on Thursday night feeling as good as you felt on Sunday night. And on Friday night feeling as good as you felt on Monday night. And on Saturday feeling as good as you felt on Wednesday night. Amen. And, and, and where you can see here's, here's the key to victory is when a bunch of children of God can come in on Sunday morning and half the church ain't praying the other half of the church through. But like 99% of the church is praying visitors and new converts through. Amen. It's that you had come in with victory that you've been holding on to since the last service. Amen. The Apostle Paul in the book of Romans, he would, he would declare, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. Understand, you do live in the flesh. Amen. I told my church last night, you don't wake up in the spirit every morning. You wake up in the flesh. And it's a fallen flesh. And so you can get all the victory. It's like the manna in the Old Testament. He said you can't get enough for two days. Not, not until the Sabbath day. What, what, what was he trying to show us? Give us this day. Jesus, pray in the prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. Amen. This bread is good for one day. One day. And so what you've got to do is you've got to get full on Monday. And then when you wake up on Tuesday and you're empty, you got to go get full again. You've got to go back to daily bread again. Amen. You got to go. You got to go seek for the manna again. You've got to go find the bread of heaven again. Amen. Because if you're going to stay free, you have to stay full. Yeah. Oh yes. Amen. Name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. Amen. Let me tell you something. That, that, that anxiety, that depression, that's not who you are. Amen. If it was who you, who you are or who you were, it wouldn't release on Sunday night when you was in the Holy Ghost. And so if every time you get into the Holy Ghost, you don't feel it, then just go ahead and, 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 and light doesn't dwell with darkness. And so what's happening is you're stepping, you're stepping into light and darkness is having to flee. So when the darkness comes back on Monday, don't let it convince you, well, you're just, you're just a child of darkness. You, 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 this is just who you are. No, I'm a child of God. And what I'm going to do when the darkness comes creeping back in, I'm just going to go find my way into the light again. And I'm, oh, oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. One of the most valuable lessons you can learn as a child of God is that you can have victory by yourself. You can have victory by yourself. It doesn't have to be Sunday night alive 
with the keys going just right and the drums going just right and the bass going just right and the preacher screaming in the microphone and everybody shouting around you for you to have victory. No, no, no. You can walk into this sanctuary all by yourself and experience the same victory that you feel when there's 150 people here. Why? Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. Amen. There is only one way, though. There is only one way to live and to walk and to be free, to have victory in your life. The Apostle Paul would proclaim, Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Or in other words, I wake up in the flesh and it ain't cool. How? He, he would say, when I would do good, evil is present with me. Hey Amen. I'm preaching your story right now. When, when, when you prayed through on Sunday night and you woke up on Monday wanting to do your best. And evil was present with you. And, and you had all of these amazing intentions and all of these wonderful plans that you were going to do. And, and, and you were going to be so powerful living for God. And, and all the good things that you thought you were going to do, you didn't do. And all the bad things you didn't want to do, you did. And you find yourself once again, like the Apostle Paul, Oh, wretched man that I am! Who shall free me from the body of this death? Is there any way that I can overcome this? Is there any way? Oh, in the name of Jesus. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Oh, in the name of Jesus. You, you look at other people in the church and, and they're free and they're on fire and they're living for God and you think that there's just something special about them and you can never be that person. Let me tell you something. That's a lie from the pits of hell. Amen. If you've got the same Holy Ghost they've got, then greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. God is no respecter of persons. God is no respecter of what he'll do for one. He'll do for another. You've just you've got to learn to watch what they're doing. It's not who, they're, who they are, I promise. It's what they're doing. God is no respecter of persons. He don't care about who you are. But you better believe he's a respecter of sacrifices. Just ask Cain and Abel about the sacrifice. Cain, if you do well, will you not be accepted? I, I'm not accepting Abel because of Abel. I'm accepting Abel because of the sacrifice Abel made. I don't care about his name. I care about his sacrifice. So you just get to looking around the church and the person that has victory that you want to be just like, find out what they're doing in their life. Find out their prayer schedule. Find out their consecration. Find out their... Find out how much they fast, how much they read their Bible, and you start doing what they're doing, and you'll experience results like they've got. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Oh, in the name of Jesus. It's about your sacrifice. It's about your activity. What are you doing day to day? Are, are you getting up and getting your manna every morning? Are you gathering enough? 
Or are you trying to gather a whole lot on Sunday that will last you through the whole week? Because the Bible says when they woke up the next morning when they had tried to get the manna for two days. That it bred worms and it stunk. It was rotten to the core. Amen. Your, your, your breakthrough on Sunday can't hold you over on Monday. And it can't hold you over on Tuesday. No, you've got to go back and get that manna again. You've got to go back and get that daily bread again. Amen. You've you got to go back to a prayer meeting. You've got to go back to an altar. And you've got to say, God, I'm here. I understand I'm a wretched man. Got to understand that I'm in sinful flesh. But I, I'm climbing on this altar again. I need you to touch me. God, I need another breakthrough. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm going I'm to help somebody right now. In the Old Testament, or in old times, period, they would dig wells. Wells were the source of their water. And when, when we went down to Amity, I figured out, and, and you may not understand it, those of you that have prayed through not, not too long so far in this church. You may not understand, but this place is a well of spiritual water. And you don't even realize when you come in, you, you're drawing, you're drinking from a well that you didn't dig. But there were people, though, there were people that worked to dig a well in this place. Amen. And so you, you can, you can kind of take the water for granted if you're not careful. And so I figured out when we went down there to pastor that we were going to have to dig a well in our own place because we couldn't haul water back and forth. <laughs> we just, we, we had to. We had to dig where we were. And this whole digging a well thing, it's, it's not easy work. And it's, it, takes, it takes maintenance. Amen. The Philistines stopped up the wells that Abraham had dug. And Isaac had to go clean them back out. And so a well, you've got to dig it and then you've got to maintenance it. And so I, I, would, I would be down there and I would be praying, trying to... See, you, oh, Jesus, help me. You, you don't even realize right now, you can just walk into the sanctuary and, and you just feel the power of God fall on you. And you don't realize that's because somebody else has already cleaned the well out. Amen. All, all you got to do is just haul a little line with a bucket on it. Amen. But you, 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 didn't, you didn't have to put your, your hand to the, the shovel and, and dig for this water. Amen. And so we got down there and we started digging. And, and I found out digging is tough work. Amen. And... It's the same way in your personal life as it is in a church. Amen. That's why you can come in on Sunday night. You can feel the Holy Ghost. There's already water flowing. But then you, you come in. There's people. You come in on Monday and you don't feel as much as you felt on Sunday. There's still a well, but there's a little bit more personal involvement. And, and you've got to dig a well in your own spirit and in your own walk with God. Amen. And so I would find myself so tired from digging. I mean, I would go in and I would pray and pray and pray hours at a time. And it would feel like I had not gotten anywhere. And one day I was, I was laying on the back pew of the church. And I was, I was feeling so defeated. I had prayed and prayed and prayed. And I, I just, I couldn't cry. I couldn't find God. I could not feel anything sweet about the presence of God. And it just clicked. And I said, God, I have to have water to survive. I said, I'm, I'm digging this well, 
but I've not hit water yet. And so I need you to rain on me for a little while. Oh. And I felt that Holy Ghost rain. And you know what it did? It strengthened me another day to go back and dig a little bit more. And when I'd finished digging, when I just felt like I couldn't take anymore, I'd say, okay, God, I'm more out of digging. Can you rain on me just a little bit more? And I'd feel that Holy Ghost rain start to fall. What is that? I'm doing my part and he's doing his part. I'm doing my part and he's doing his part. There's some people, you need to learn how to dig. And then when you finish digging, you need to learn how to pray for the rain. It'll make your prayer life a lot easier as you're digging your well. There's going to come a day where you're going to strike water, I promise. If you keep digging, you will strike water. And you'll be able to draw from the well of life. But let me tell you, until you strike water, you just dig and dig and dig and dig. And when you can't dig anymore, you say, God, I need you to rain on me. And God will start raining that Holy Ghost. Name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Because you've got to stay full. If you're going to stay free, you've got to stay full. Amen. The Bible tells us when the unclean spirit has gone out of a man, it walketh about in dry places, seeking rest, and findeth none. And so it returns to the vessel from whence it left. The Bible would say that it comes and it finds it empty, swept, and garnished. You know what that vessel is? That's a vessel that got victory on Sunday night. And hasn't touched God and it's Friday. Oh yeah, because you come in. I, I'm going to preach to this church for a little while. You, you, you come in and, and people pray for you. And, and, and the things that have been tormenting and oppressing and depressing and fighting against you, you. You've been dealing with spirits that have been wreaking havoc in your life. And you come in and everybody gets to praying. And the power of God that's present in the church service, it just seems to drive those things away from you. But that is not, that is not the end or, or, or the be all of deliverance. No, that is the beginning of deliverance. The spirit had to leave. But let me tell you something. It won't be very long. And that spirit's going to make a big old circle. And it's going to come right back to you. Looking for a place to, to call home. But let me tell you something. If you want to stay free. You've got to stay full. Amen. When that spirit comes back. It needs to find you so full of the Holy Ghost. That there's no room. For Amen. Comes around. You know, it's not the same for everybody. It's not the exact same for everybody. Sometimes the Spirit comes around in hours or maybe days. For some people, it takes months, or maybe even years. 
And that depression comes lurking back around. And, and it comes in so, so subtle. But you get to thinking, man, I'm just, I'm just having one of my spells again. Oh, no, you're not. There's a spirit that's been seeking rest and it can't find any. And so it's come back where it used to have a house. Come knocking on the door. Looking for a home again. You know what you've got to do? You've got to stay full. So that you can stay free. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Did, it, did anybody have fear break in their spirit on Sunday night? Oh, I'm, I'm telling you, there, there was fear breaking in this place. Amen. Well, let me tell you what will happen. That fear will make a circle. And it will come right back, front and center. Trying to find a home. What you've got to make sure is that when it comes back, it don't find you empty. You, you've got to make sure that when it comes back, it finds you full. And there's no more room in the end. I, I'm so full of love and joy and peace. I'm so full of faith. There's no room for you. There, there, there's no room for doubt. There's no room for unbelief. There's no room for fear. There, there, there's no room for anxiety. I, I, I don't have time for depression. I, I've got to be full of the Holy Ghost. I've got to stay full so I can stay free. Oh, yes. Amen. Amen. Comes seeking its way back. Y'all didn't let me finish my story. Sunday night, y'all started shouting while I was right dead in the middle of my story. Amen. And I'm thankful for it, but I'm going to finish it tonight. You ready? I was terrified. And I told my wife, the devil ain't running me out of this town. And so I got to praying. We prayed. I prayed until I just felt a little bit of release. And I, I tried to go to sleep. I tossed and turned that whole night. But you know what? I still got up that next morning. Because... Here's the thing. The devil will do anything he can to keep you from going to church. And so when you fought with a spirit all night and all day and you're so tired you feel like a shell of yourself, just go ahead and go to church. Amen. Because, it, oh, in the name of Jesus. If he can keep you from going back to the house of the Lord, he's won. He's, he's defeated you. Amen. And so I got up and I went to church. And... And we got to having prayer meeting. And, and I was just a praying and praying and praying. And I was so tired. I felt sick. I'm just praying and praying and praying. And we went to end prayer meeting. Kind of like what happened tonight. And people prayed. And it was good. And, and then we, we ended prayer meeting. I said, shake somebody's hand and testify to them. We'll begin service here in just a little while. And about the time I said that. Vic Carver, with his beard and all that pre-Holy Ghost stuff, 
Amen. I'm going to tell you all the story. He was on the back row. It ain't this far of a walk in my church. It's about right here, actually. <laughs> Amen. And we've been praying. He had his hands lifted. Now, Brother Vic Carver, he didn't have the Holy Ghost. But I ended prayer meeting, and I'm sick, and I'm tired. And, and really, a part of me is just going to get through the church service, and, and I'm going to get a rest, and, and, and we're going to hit it again on Sunday night. And Vic Carver comes walking forward. I thought he was coming to talk to me. I'm at the front. And up he comes. He walks straight to the altar. We've already turned the lights off. He lifts up his hands and begins to pray. And I started to realize, you know what? The Holy Ghost ain't done with this prayer meeting yet. And, and so I went over and I began to pray with him. And I laid my hands on him. And it wasn't very long. Vic Carver was speaking in tongues. And the Holy Ghost. And then. Then. It was like the angels in heaven rejoice when one sinner repents. The church exploded. We had the lights on. No music. And people were dancing. And shouting. And we were supposed to be starting service. But we just didn't even care. We were just having church. Amen. Amen. And then, it's night after night, I, I, knew the, I knew the people that had beat on the trailer. I, I knew their vehicle. I knew them. I knew everything about them. I'd already, I'd, I'd scoped them out. I had them mapped. And they had a, they had an old Pontiac Trans Am with the catalytic converter cut off of it. Now, I don't know if you've ever lived in a travel trailer, but they ain't very soundproof. And mine sits about 35 yards off the highway. Maybe. And they would drive that Trans Am without the catalytic converter up and down that road all night long. I mean, I guess they would get high and they would just drive and drive and drive and you hear wow 15 minutes later wow all night long and i couldn't sleep and and it just seemed like every time i would hear that car coming past it was like flashbacks of that moment in that parking lot and so so finally i just and then, then, they started parking the car in the church parking lot. They would pull in at night, and they would park in the church parking lot and walk to the drug dealer's house. Oh, Lord, help me. Part of it was working in fear, and part of it was working on me keeping my moats under control. And, and so... Tell you what I did, I took oil. And I walked around the property line and I was pouring that oil out. And I was praying. Amen. Hey, don't, don't stop my story this time. I ain't done yet. Amen. I poured oil all across that parking lot line. And I said, God, if they ain't coming to church... Don't let them cross this line. 
Amen. And then, then they were still driving up and down the road. And so I, I got real bold. And, and the, the church sits on a corner of, a high, of, of two roads there. On the, but there's another block that goes down to the city park and then up and back around. You can get to the drug house from there. So I walked out on the road. Y'all may think this is crazy. I'm just telling you how I do. I walked out on the road. I said, okay, God, if they're going to the drug house, I don't want them to drive this road to get there. I said, you make them turn on that road, go down by the city park, and come back around. So if they want to drive their cars without catalytic converters up and down this road all night, they can just go the long way around, and when they get to the church, the church is between me and them, and so it's blocking the sound. I'll just go ahead and tell you what happened. Uh, they were driving their car down a highway, and they got pulled over by a cop. And, and the woman threw all the drugs in the man's lap. And the man went to prison for 12 years. And so now the woman's driving up and down the road by herself. And then the car blows up. Don't stop me now. I'm not finished yet. Amen. The car blows up and she has to move. She has to move to Glenwood, the next town over. And so we ain't got to deal with it anymore. Amen. And I was telling that story last night. And Sister Janelle told me, she said, Brother Motes, she's texting me on Facebook telling me she's ready to get her life right. And I'm inviting her to church. I said, you tell her I want to meet her in the church house. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. But you know what I had to, I had to face up to fear. Because I'm going to tell you the truth. Y'all shouted Sunday night when I got to that point in the story. But that wasn't where I quit feeling fear. That was just where I made up my mind that it wasn't going to win. I kept feeling it. And so I just, I just kept on praying. One night, my wife and I, we came, in the, we came in the church. It was late. It was probably 10, 30 or 11. We came in to pray. And when we walked in the door of the church, it was like you could feel fear. It was almost tangible. I mean, the kind of fear that'll make your hair stand up and the goosebumps run up and down you. And it, I, you, you just know what it is. And so I began to pray. She could feel I didn't know if she was feeling it. I knew I was feeling it. So I just started to pray and I was rebuking, rebuking spirits. And, and I, was, I was praying, just trying to have faith. And you know what? As I was praying in that prayer meeting, this is what happens. When you begin to fight, when, when, you don't, when you don't lay down and give up, when you begin to fight, you may not feel equipped to fight, but you just start to fight with what you got. Amen. David killed a lion with his hands. Amen. So I just, I just began to quote every scripture I knew. 
and, and I, was really, I was really doing my best. And all of a sudden, the Lord brought to my mind, Thou believest there is one God, thou doest well. The demons also believe and tremble. Now, I'll tell you what happened that night. The Lord revealed to me that if you want to turn fear around on the devil, you just start quoting one God's scriptures in a prayer meeting. That terrifies him. Hey, you just go ahead and turn it around and you quote, Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Well, that's crazy. You're dealing with fear. Yes, I am. And I'm dealing with the thing that makes it afraid. And so I would quote, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. That terrifies the devil. Oh, yes. Amen. 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 Be seated. Fear broke that night in the sanctuary. And you know what? I started getting better sleep. And then the Lord began to deal with me to make prayer my number one priority. And so I realized that if I was going to pray number one, if, if prayer was going to be my number one priority, I was going to have to get up before the donut shop opened. Amen. Y'all can laugh if y'all want to. I'm telling you. Me and that donut shop and unsweet tea. Hey, them Cambodians can make some kolaches. And... I'm trying to win them too. Pray for them. Pray for them. The Lord is dealing with them. He's working on them. And so I started getting up and praying. First thing in the morning. And, and one morning I walked in there. And it was, it was before daylight. And I'm in the sanctuary by myself. And I'm just going to be honest with you. It wasn't super great prayer because I'm so tired. I'm, I'm not a morning person, really. So I would sit down in my chair, and I'm always freezing cold when I wake up. And so I would be all bundled up in my chair, and I would be praying. And I sat down one morning, and I began to pray. And, and it wasn't very long. Fear walked in the building. And this time it was dark in the sanctuary, and it was just me by myself. I didn't have my wife. I didn't have my church family. I didn't have anybody. It was just me and Jesus and the spirit of fear. And so you know what? I used the strategy from the last time. I didn't start rebuking fear. I started exalting the oneness of God. Oh, yes. <laughs> when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Amen. Hebrews 1 and 3 says, Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, 
singular. Devil, there's only one person in God. Oh, yes. And the last time, it took about 45 minutes. This time, as I began to pray, it probably wasn't two minutes. And I felt fear break. It had to leave. But as it left this time, the spirit of prophecy swept into the room. And I began to prophesy things before daylight in a prayer meeting by myself on the backside of nowhere in the middle of the sticks. And within, you hear me, within, what was that, Wednesday morning? Five days. Within five days, I was already seeing words that I had spoken in prayer that morning come to pass. Things were already moving that I had prayed. I've seen multiple things happen from that prayer meeting. I, I'm trying to build your faith. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm talking about me to tell you that God can do it for you. I'm not talking about me to build me up. I've, I've got my own place down there in Amity. I, I, I'm not doing that. Don't let the devil tell you that right now. I need you to do what I'm doing. Amen. That's what I need you. I need you to figure out that you can do it just like I did it, and God will do it for you just like He did it for me. Amen. And so as, as the spirit of prophecy began to began to kind of lift in that place, I literally began to laugh. And, and I was laughing because the thought in my mind was God. That spirit had to run in like two minutes. And the Lord spoke to me and said, priority for priority. Oh yeah. And I realized real quick that God is a respecter of sacrifices. Amen. It was priority for priority. Amen. And so... So it broke that morning. And you know what? I've felt it since then. Now there's a guy that drives up and down the road and honks. Y'all didn't know about this home mission stuff. Amen. This guy honks. He drives the old Toyota Tacoma with the catalytic converter cut off of it. It's the most precious piece of metal in Amity, the catalytic converter. You cut them off and sell them and buy whatever you want with the money. Amen. And so they all do it. And this man's driving up and down the road and he's honking. And he's got his catalytic converter cut off. And you know what? I hear him in the middle of the night and I smile and say, God, I've already seen you do it once. I'm going back to bed. Amen. Because the spirit of fear, it makes a circle and it comes back. But it ain't going to find no emptiness here. It's not... Amen. I'm going to be realistic with you. What you felt on Sunday night was wonderful. But that spirit will come knocking on your door again. I'm going to be totally truthful and realistic with you. You will feel it again. 
If it's, if it's temptation, it's going to slide back around and try to find a door. If it was fear, it's going to slide back around and try to find a home. If it was anxiety or depression, it's going to come back and try to take control of your mind. But what it's got to do is you, you got to make sure when it comes back, you stay free because you stayed full. Oh, come on. Come on. Prayer has never been so important as it is right now because the devil, when he comes knocking on your door, he needs to find you so full of the Holy Ghost. There's no room. Amen. Well, that works for fear. But you just don't know what they did to me. And I, I, don't, I don't know. It, you know, sometimes I hurt and... And then it leaves, but then that pain comes back. It's just wounds that I have in my spirit. Stephen, being stoned for his preaching. They're gnashing on him with their teeth. Saul is holding their coats, smiling as it happens. How do you keep from feeling bitterness in those moments when they're hurling every stone they've got and they're gnashing on you with their teeth? Stephen, being full of the Holy Ghost. Oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I'm going to read it to you. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Well, how on earth? How on earth? He's full of the Holy Ghost. They are, they're, they're gnashing on him with their teeth. He's full of the Holy Ghost. And where is he looking? He's just looking at heaven steadfastly. Oh. And you know what? It was in that moment. The Bible gives us no record of Stephen ever seeing the glory of God before. But in the moment when they're gnashing on him with, his, with their teeth. And they're stoning him with stones. And he just keeps his eyes on the Lord. He starts to see the glory of God. Why? How, how can you do that? How, how can you just deal with that pain? I stay free because I stay full. Hey, let me tell you something. Just, just, because, just because we preach or we pastor or just because we're, 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 we're leadership, that doesn't exempt us from being done wrong. That doesn't exempt us from being wounded and, and, and gnashed on and attacked. It makes us a target. I, I, I just, in the name of Jesus, I'm not, I'm not, oh, Jesus, help me right now. There are people in this church that if you'd been treated, if you'd been treated like my mom has been treated, you'd have already backslid a long time ago. I, I'm, I'm not trying to embarrass anybody. I'm just telling you. Things that have happened, things that have happened since the, the, the conception of this church, if, if you had been treated like some of us have been treated, you'd already backslid. Well, how do you do it, Sister Motes? How do you do it, Brother Motes? How do you do it? 
How do you do it? Well, I tell you what I do. I stay free because I stay full. Amen. And, 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 I'm, and when they're gnashing with their teeth and they're throwing their stones, I just keep looking at heaven. And it seems like as it's happening, I just begin to see the glory of God. I begin to see things I've never seen before. And you know what? Well, you just don't understand it. It just hurts so bad in my spirit. Oh, yeah, I understand. I understand. And I'll tell you something. I don't even know how long I've been preaching. I had been wounded. And I was holding on to that wound. And you know what? It seemed like every way I turned, the devil had the upper hand on me. And one night I was praying. I was deep in prayer. I said, God, why does it feel like every way I turn, I'm losing? And I began to see a vision of like a medieval fortress. Huge walls. I was seeing, it, it, was, like, it was like an aerial view of this fortress. And I understood, I understood in the vision that the fortress was me. Walls and towers and gates. And there was a tiny door in the back of the fortress. And there were enemy troops just pouring into it. And the Lord revealed to me that open door is the wound you won't let go of. <laughs> and so I had to do like Stephen. And say, Father, receive my spirit. What did Jesus say as they were, as they were crucifying him? Into thy hands I commend my spirit. There's sometimes you got to give everything you are over to Jesus. When, when, when you're wounded and you're hurting and, and the pain is more than you can bear. That's not, that's not when you go inward and you build your walls. No, that's when you say, God, I tried to protect my spirit and it's really messed up right now. And so I'm going to put it into your hands because you're the healer. God, you're the defender. You're the protector. And I need to be able to see your glory right now, God. I, th th there's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do against this mob, God. They're going to destroy me if I'm not careful. But God, receive my spirit. Take it, Lord. Take it, Lord. And they stoned him, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, smite them dead with lightning. Is that what he said? Do you all know what he said? He said, Lord, Lay not this sin to their charge. Let me tell you how you get to the point that they can gnash with their teeth and throw their stones and you can still keep your eyes on heaven and you'll see the glory of God. <laughs> and you can say, God, this hurts. I need you to take my spirit. And then you can go even further. And saying, you know what, God? It's the last prayer I'm ever going to pray. Don't hold this against them. You know how you do that? Full of the Holy Ghost. 
there's no room for bitterness because I'm filled up with the Holy Ghost. There's, there's no room for pain and hurt and wounds and, 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 and past memories and anxiety don't have a place in my heart and in my spirit and depression can't get to me. Why? Because I'm so full of the Holy Ghost. I'm so full. Why don't we stand together? Everything that you received Sunday night, you can keep forever. Everything that you felt, every victory that you gained, every spirit of oppression that was broken, it can be maintained. You can stay in that state. You can stay free. The only way to do it is that you've got to stay full. Not of of anger. Not of hatred. Let Let me go a little bit further. You can't even stay full of suspicion and wariness. Like, well, I've got to stay defended so that they can't hurt me. No. You know, the Holy Ghost doesn't produce caution. Its fruit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and self-control. It doesn't create weary suspicion. Well, I'm, I'm full of the Holy Ghost, but I'm keeping my eye on them. No, you're not full of the Holy Ghost. Because if you were full of the Holy Ghost, you would be like the Holy Ghost. And you would forgive them for their sins. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let me, you know, I feel like I've, I've preached a really simple message. But the fact of the matter is it's really that simple. It's really that simple. So, so you're telling me, if I pray... Until I'm full of the Holy Ghost. Every single day. That this will change. Everything will change. Everything. You won't, you won't walk like you used to walk. You won't talk like you used to talk. You won't even think like you used to think. Why? Because if any man be in Christ. He is a new creature. Old things passed away. That that may have been who you were on Sunday morning. But old things passed away. And a couple of things became new. All things become new. Everything. Everything. It's a complete reset. I was, I was talking to my dad about a situation, and we were. <laughs> and I made a I made a comment about somebody, and and how I, it was it was about a relationship that somebody was wanting to get in. So I just I just, I mean I don't know if that's you know, the person I, I just I don't know I don't. I'm gonna stay out of it, but whatever. And my dad said, you know, when I wake up in the morning. He said, nobody likes me either. 
He said, but a couple hours of prayer fixes that. Now, I know you don't believe that. But you know what? I believe, I believe that every one of you here tonight loves me. But you wouldn't love me if I didn't pray. I promise. You wouldn't like me at all. Because I'm a moats. And we're mean. Amen. There, there's just something wild about us. And we're smart mouthed. Oh. you know what I mortify the deeds of this body I, I, I kill everything inside of me and I get full of the Holy Ghost and when I walk in you, you know what you really like about Darren Motes and Joel Motes and Leah Motes and Madison Motes and everybody else that you like you don't like them you like the Holy Ghost in them oh Oh, Sister Moat, she just loves me so much. I just, I love the way that she loves. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Yeah. Paul said, in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth nothing good. Nothing at all. Everything good about Paul was from the Holy Ghost. Everything good about me is from the Holy Ghost. Everything good about everybody here that has anything good is of the Holy Ghost. So if you want to if you want to be the best person you can be, if you want to be free forever. I'm talking living the best life until you die and go to heaven. You got to stay full of the Holy Ghost. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Well, that is so simple. That is, I, I mean, that is so simple. It is. Let me tell you something. As a human, you're like a bucket with a hole in it. And you're steadily leaking Holy Ghost. And if you don't refill, you'll be empty. And that unclean spirit comes around and it's looking for an empty vessel. Oh. And it, th th this is the worst part is it doesn't just come in by itself. It finds you empty and it's got enough room for some buddies. And so it goes out and finds seven worse than it is and comes back and takes over the empty vessel. If you want to stay free, you've got to stay full. Stay full of the Holy Ghost. Stay full of the fruit of the Spirit. Stay full of joy. Let, let me. I'm going to throw one in right here. Stay full of blamelessness. Did you know? I, I'm going to. I'm going to give you a revelation right here. Did you know if you lived blameless, you wouldn't have to get defensive when somebody attacked you. Why? Ain't nobody afraid to go to court if there's no evidence against them. Because you've got to have evidence to win the case. And so if you've been blameless, you know there's no evidence. 
Let them, let them accuse. There's no evidence. Because I'm blameless. It's not a, it's not, it's not a conviction to be accused of a crime. Amen. It's a conviction to be convicted of a crime because they had enough evidence to prove that you did it. So live blameless. And when you live blameless, you won't have condemnation. You can live without condemnation. And then you can have joy. Because you're not condemned. Because you're blameless. But you've got to stay full of the Holy Ghost. So you can stay free from all these things. Amen. I know this is simple. But you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. This is simple. And, and I know you're thinking it's simple. But if it was really that simple and you got it that clearly, every single person here tonight would be at prayer meeting tomorrow. Amen. So this is why we keep on preaching and we keep on preaching. Because you've got to be full of the Holy Ghost. You've got to be full of the Holy Ghost. You've got to pray tonight. You've got to pray tomorrow. You've got to pray on Friday. You've got to keep on praying and praying and praying. Every single day. Be not weary in well-doing. Be not weary in well-doing. Come on, why don't we lift up our hands right now. Come on, it's, it's really simple. You just got to pray tonight until you get a touch of the Holy Ghost. And make sure I'm full of the Holy Ghost today. And then I'm going to get up tomorrow. And I'm going to pray until I'm full of the Holy Ghost tomorrow. In the name of Jesus. Come on, let's step out in the in the aisles right now. Come on, I wish you would come with your family right now. Come on. Husbands and wives, families, children, come on. Pray. Pray, pray, pray. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, in the name of Jesus. Come on, church, pray right now. Come on, pray until the Holy Ghost is praying through you. Come on, pray until the Holy Ghost is praying through you. Come on, this is where you win. This is how you stay free. You just get full of the Holy Ghost. Come on, pray right now. Come on, pray until you feel that liberty. Pray until you feel that freedom. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, come on, pray together right now. Come on, I'm going to stay full of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to stay full of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to stay full of the Holy Ghost. Woo! 
victorious. You can be victorious. Pray until you feel that liberty in the Holy Ghost. Oh,